Welcome to the 18th episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Fredrickson. And today we sit down with Jake Venture, who is a retired athletic director in Florida, but is also an author and the host of the Educational AD Podcast. Today we discuss AD Podcasts, middle school LTI courses, the AD Toolbox books, and getting involved. I hope you're able to get better from our discussion today, but before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsors. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you're starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. For more information about the Wall of Fame and a 5% discount, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com backslash Freddie. As an athletic administrator, you understand better than most how much support matters. Support for your coaches, support for your athletes, and support for your department are crucial to providing the best possible experience for every student. Snap Mobile is now your one-stop for all the tools you need to support your department. With our expanded suite of products, you can now raise money, open team stores, schedule and manage your facilities, and communicate with your athletes, parents, and stakeholders with the same level of care you've come to expect from Snap. Visit snapraise.com today to schedule a demo with your local Snap Mobile representative. This episode was sponsored by Gipper. Use the code MSAD10 for 10% off any Gipper plan at Gipper.com. Hometown Ticketing makes it fast and easy to buy tickets on your school's website or in the new Hometown Fan app. It's simple. Just search for your school, buy your tickets, and they'll be right there in your account, ready to be scanned when you get to your event. Download the Hometown Fan app today. I think it's important when you work with a company and you have a relationship with a company, you want to make sure that the folks that you're dealing with are people who kind of get it. They understand what you're going through. I love things where it's a one-stop shop. And the feedback that we've gotten from our parents this year has been superb. Students, they know that here's where I go to do this and then it's taken care of. It's been able to make things easier for our kids to get to participate. And so the coaches can see that right now leading into that season and they can kind of prepare and kind of get themselves ready. I think the person who is scared of software, they can still navigate it. They're not having to have stacks and stacks of paperwork on their desk, but everything is digital for them and so it makes it really easy. The AD role, it saves me a tremendous amount of time, which times everything. I would just say that to give Final Forms a shot, it's, it's going to save you a lot of time and energy in the end. You'll be extremely happy if you make that choice. This is Game Time. Neptune Game Time creates a high-energy game day atmosphere that your players and fans will love. Every song in our database is 100% lyric safe, which means you can stop screening music for good. Game Time also provides custom messaging to help you promote your upcoming events, concessions, and event-specific announcements. And it gives you the opportunity to sell sponsorships on your station that will generate revenue for your athletic department. Amp up your game day with Game Time. 
Welcome to another episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. Today we are speaking with John Frashier, who is the host of the Educational AD Podcast. He's been an AD for 26 years and is a certified master athletic administrator. He has done a lot with the FIAAA and the NIAAA. John has been the FIAAA president, state certification coordinator, LTI teaching faculty, workshop presenter, NIAAA cohort member, vice chair of the NIAAA certification committee, and all of that along with starting the, the AD podcast a couple of years ago. So, uh, Jake, thank you for jumping on with us. Well, again, uh, Freddie, appreciate uh, the opportunity to share with your audience. Um, as you know, I enjoy you know the podcast uh, experience, but uh, very honored to be included in the group that you've had so far. Yeah, we we look forward to it. I, and uh, um, we spoke a little in Nashville, and and then I was on yours a couple weeks ago. So um, this again is a great great relationship to 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 have and um, continue continuing doing what you're doing. Uh, but for kind of those who uh, maybe don't know um, a lot about you and that are just starting to listen to the the, the AD podcast um, episodes. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your journey in athletic administration. Well, uh, I, again, those that have heard me before know I love to talk, so I'll try to keep it short. Um, was born and raised in the great state of Oregon, uh, and that's where I you know, started my career as a, a young teacher coach. Um, Spent 41 years in the profession before retiring a couple years ago. Uh, spent um, uh, a few years coaching at the college level. Really loved that. But uh, in 2000, my wife, who's also a career educator and coach, uh, we settled in Florida, uh, where we have uh, been ever since. And uh, uh, you know, got involved in athletic administration along the way. Uh, really, you know, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, had a, a um, a very enjoyable career. I was going to say a great career. I'll, I'll let others decide that, but I had a very enjoyable career. Never felt like I had to go to work and, uh, enjoying, uh, I guess you'd call this chapter three, uh, of my life, uh, you know, uh, kind of giving back hopefully to the profession and also, uh, being a grandpa. So well, that's good stuff. Yeah. I, you know, we we connected mainly because of the, the educational AD. I, I've, I've heard and I've listened to, um, if not all of them, very close to all of them. Um, so that that was good. And, and, you know, we, again, spoke down in Nashville or up in Nashville for, I guess, both of us. And, um, yeah, that was good. And, Jake, kind of along the way, uh, who has been uh, some of your biggest mentors and why? Uh, again, as you know, I love to ask this same question uh, of our guests because I, I think it is so important. None of us get to where we're at on our own. And I've had people tell me, uh, actually complain, well, Jake, you say the same thing every episode that I still hear the voices of, of my mentors in my head. And it's true. Um, but I, I guess like many people, I, I'd start with my parents, you know, my mom and dad, they were so supportive of me growing up. Uh, I don't think I was the easiest, uh, you know, kid to raise. Uh, I got to work for my dad who was a con uh, construction guy. My brothers and I got to work for him. I say got to, uh, during summers and weekends growing up. And I just hated every minute of it. Uh, and uh, my dad, he loved it. He loved everything about it. The design, the construction, you know, uh, the details, the fine work, uh, much of which he did. He was a master craftsman. Uh, and I remember one day, I, I think it was in junior high, probably complaining about some job. And he said, Jake, you know, the secret to happiness is finding something you love to do 
and then convincing somebody else to pay you to do that. And I didn't appreciate it at the time, but he found that in his career. Again, he loved what he was doing. Uh, and I found that in teaching and coaching. You know, I, I knew uh, I, I didn't want to work for a living, but uh, I love sports. So I wanted to stay involved when uh, my NFL career didn't take off. Uh, not that it was ever going to take off. Uh, but uh, um, just, again, look back to my parents. And again, my mom, uh, just, you know, such a huge part of my life. Um, my, my high school coaches, uh, and I acknowledged uh, them in uh, the first edition of the AD Toolbox, uh, just had some great, great leaders that I remember saying, even as a, like a sophomore or junior, uh, I want to be like them. You know, I, I want to do that because they were just so encouraging, uh, you know, demanding too. you know, I think the right combination of uh, kicking me in the butt and pat me on the back, you know, when I needed it. And then so many um, professionals that I worked with, you know, uh, head coaches I worked under, master assistant coaches that I was fortunate enough to have on my staff as a young coach that should never have been a head coach, uh, you know, at 24 years old, but uh, had some great assistant coaches to help me out. And I guess uh, my athletic director mentor uh, is also a great friend. And again, I acknowledged him in the book, Greg Purdom. Uh, at the time, he was the athletic director and the head football coach at Missouri Valley College, uh, which is the winningest college football program in the history of college football. Um, and uh, was uh, he hired me as an assistant coach and as the head track coach at Missouri Valley College. and just really showed me, uh, I think for the first time, uh, uh, servant leadership and global leadership. He was the head football coach, but he was also the athletic director of a thriving uh, sports um uh, program at the college and just he was my model for how to be an ad and so uh there's so many more as you know but uh you know i i feel comfortable you know starting with with that list uh if we had three more hours i could give you some more but uh you know those would be my mentors that i want to give a shout out to yeah just like you like you said you always say we're not where we are without the people that that help us get there so um, that, that, that's good. And I know they appreciate, appreciate hearing it. Um, so I know you were, uh, you were a middle school AD for a while. Um, and you know, kind of, you know, right now, kind of, what do you, what do you think in your opinion is the biggest challenge that middle school ADs and athletics is facing today? Well, you're, you're right. Uh, my very first job was, uh, teaching and coaching, uh, at a middle school, um, you know, in the big city up in the Northwest. And then over my career, I was very fortunate to work at, uh, some private schools that had a middle school, you know, high school combined program. And so have a real love for the middle school level. Um, it's changed so much, uh, from when I was, let's say coaching middle school, uh, to now, which, you know, you're still an, a very active coach. Um, just, uh, and this is no secret, you know, the, the parent involvement, uh, and it's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's just, that's how it is. And so I, I think coaches and middle school ADs have to figure out a way to, uh, partner, uh, with parents, which is the, you know, title of, uh, one of the newer LTI courses that the NIAAA mm -hmm. put together, um, and not turn the keys over to the parents to run the program, but you know, they're, they're going to be on the bus. So let's partner with them, give them a role. Uh, so, you know, that I think would be number one is just, you know, working with partnering with parents because it is so, so different than when I was a coach. Um, I, I, I don't think 
again, that first year, 41 years ago, you know, plus my retirement, I don't think I had a single conversation with parents other than at the uh, end of the season party. Um, you know, Hey, you know, we had a great time. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my mom and dad a hundred years ago, uh, never had a single conversation with any of my coaches ever. Uh, but that's not the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for middle school ADs, uh, talking about coaches, finding coaches, you know, mm-hmm. finding coaches that, um, know a little bit about the sport that have the time and the ability, uh, to spend time, uh, as a middle school coach, you know, after school, crazy hours, um, and that they have the right heart. Um, you know, everybody up in the bleachers, you know, they want a coach cause you can hear them, you know, they're, they're coaching the whole game. Uh, but having those people that, you know, you want to coach that are qualified to coach that again, have the heart for the kids at the middle school level and, uh, in high school too, but, you know, finding those, that combination, that's tough. Um, and so I think one of the biggest allies that a middle school AD or a middle school coach can have is a principal or a school district that values that traditional teacher coach, uh, employee. Uh, you know, we're, we're not just hiring a great math teacher, we're hiring a great educator that can teach math, that can advise a club, uh, that can go on field trips. And oh, by the way, maybe coach a couple of sports, you know, they don't have to do it at the NC2A level, uh, but they need to be able to teach skills and make it fun and, and, and help, you know, create that first successful sporting experience for kids at in educational athletics. So, um, I, I guess those two things stick out for me, you know, working with parents, partnering with parents, and then just flat out finding coaches that you'd be proud to have on your staff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to kind of add a question in after kind of what you said. Um, so a lot of middle school ADs, I would say 99% of them, um, unless they're at a, a, a joint or a combined school, like you said, like a middle school, high school, where there's one that does both. Um, but most middle school ADs are going to be a teacher as well. If they're not a teacher, they're assistant principal or, or you know, some something else during the, the, the day, not a full time AD. Um, so kind of, you know, how, in your opinion, kind of what is that work life balance? Um, not not to say between, you know, uh, AD and, and actual home work life, but the work life balance between a teacher and an AD, um, because you know, as we all know, you know, even at the middle school level, an AD can be a full-time job. Um, but we're having to teach full loads um, or be like, say, be an assistant principal and have full loads of, of meetings and, and, and different things that they have to do. Um, so, you know, is there a balance? Is there is there a kind of a, a, a magic uh, secret that you can kind of tell us and, and help us out a little bit? Well, and you bring up a great point. Um, I can still remember my first experience as an AD. Um, I was the small school. I was the head football coach. I was the head track coach. And I taught a full schedule of um, health and weightlifting. So it wasn't like I was correcting a million papers every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was a full-time teacher. And uh, school was about to start that year. And the principal came in and said, you know, we'll just say Billy. Uh, you know, Billy, the AD just quit, you know, you're the athletic director. So, and, you know, fortunately, you know, a lot of the scheduling was done and, and Mm -hmm. the principal, he helped me out a lot, but you're absolutely right. Uh, for a lot of people, um, it's not, 
um, as my career was towards the end of my career, my last, let's say 15, 18 years where I was a full-time athletic director. I wasn't teaching. I wasn't coaching. Um, sometimes I had an assistant AD. Sometimes I had an administrative assistant to do some of the clerical work. Uh, some places we had interns, but, uh, that first job, uh, that I had was a lot like many ADs have today where they were doing everything, teaching, coaching, maybe a couple of sports. And Oh, by the way, you have to be the AD. So having that principal or that superintendent or that school board that understands the importance of the athletic experience and making sure that that athletic experience isn't compromised because the athletic director is overloaded, um, you know, I think is a key component. So being able to communicate to your, your boss, your principal, you know, Hey, you know, can I get, you know, one period of, of prep time, uh, you know, to be an AD or may, can I get two periods and, and just trying to figure out a way to help with that balance. It's never going to be a perfect balance. Uh, you know, balance is like that equilibrium, but, you know, making, uh, you know, integrating, you know, the, the AD with the academic with home life, which is certainly important, uh, finding creative ways like for game supervision. Um, you know, I, interview for a number of positions uh in my career and the question comes up do you think the athletic director should be at every event and uh, uh they're full-time ad positions and i would say well where else would they be you know that's their mm -hmm. job now for somebody that's teaching and coaching finding creative ways for that those game coverages you know maybe it's a, a head coach uh maybe the baseball coach isn't coaching in the fall so they could take one game a week and give them a little stipend or, or give them an extra, you know, sick day or, or however your district works it, but being creative with finding ways to uh, have the events supervised. And at the same time, taking that baseball coach or softball coach or whatever it is and helping them grow and stretch their administrative muscles. And, and maybe they want to become an AD somewhere down the road. So, um, that's the free advice from somebody who's been retired two years. But uh, again, I think the the crux is communicating with your boss. Hey, I love my job. Uh, the, these are all the things that I do. And I've been very fortunate with my bosses over my career. Uh, I, I remember one of them told me, you know, you know, Jake, you do a great job, but I, I make my money off of you after three o'clock you know, during practices and games. And, and we kind of laughed about that. Uh, and I was also teaching coaching at that time too. But uh, again, just the communication with your boss and letting them know, um, you know, you love your job, but Hey, these are some things that can help me do my job better. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good, very good point. We, we spoke on the, the AD principal relationship on here before, and um, it, it it's very vital. And, you know, when I came back to the middle school, uh, realm if you want to say that was the first conversation i had with my principal i said look you know i've i've been in high school ad for for the past six or so years i've had opportunities and 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 a little bit like you say more freedom to be able to get involved with the state association with the national association and i don't want to lose all that i understand i'm not going to be as free i understand i'm not going you know I'm, i got to teach during the day and all of that but I still want to be involved. You know, there, there's things I want to do. Is is that going to be an issue? Um, and like he, like you said, I mean, he, he looked at me. He said, "Look, I don't want you to lose everything you've worked for. Um, let's let's you know, let's see how it goes. You do what you need to do, and you know, um, I believe that you know when you're here, you're going to do your job 
to the fullest of the ability, but there's going to be times that you've got to step away for a meeting or whatever, and, and we'll, we'll make sure it gets covered. Now, again, just like you, I'm a PE and health teacher. It's a little easier for me to step out and, and have the other PE teacher cover it um, versus being a, a math or science or, you know, the only person in the classroom um, that there, that may, may be a little difficult, but that kind of leads into um, the next kind of topic about the two uh, national uh, middle school courses, 700 and 701, um, you know, because, and we've talked before with, you know, by the time this co- comes out, people have heard from Holly, they've heard from Phil, they've heard from um, some of the other NIAAA uh, bigs, if you want to call it. And um, so, so they, they know, you know, kind of the importance of getting certified and they know the importance of the, the LTI classes, but, there's two that are specific for, for middle school. And, you know, when we've, we've talked about before there, there's only one of us in the building that does what we do. Again, you may have an assistant, but at the middle school level, there's only one of us. There's only one athletic director where there's another math teacher. There's another assistant principal. There's another, whatever. And they they get professional development all the time. Um, you know, they, there's, there's academic professional development all the time within the school or the district, but there's not much, AD or athletic director or athletic administration professional development. Um, so with, with all that being said, it was, it was a long intro to, I know you're a, you know, a teaching faculty on, on 700 and 701. Um, so can you kind of speak to the importance of, of those two uh, classes and, um, you know, you know, why they, they are vital for uh, a middle school AD to take? Oh, I'd be very happy to. And uh, you mentioned Holly Farnese, you know, uh, you know, a legend in the NIAAA. And I uh, just feel very fortunate that um, uh, several years ago, I can't remember how long, uh, you know, our paths crossed and she asked me to join, um, you know, her faculty and um, still a part of that. You know, we do uh, the courses at the National Conference. We also we actually we have a webinar coming up, I think, here in a couple of weeks for, mm-hmm. for one of the middle school courses. But as you mentioned, there's two of them. Uh, one is basically the middle school philosophy, you know, why um, it's important, you know, what it is. Uh, and then the other one is uh, tries to be a little bit more on the practical side, uh, you know, more of a, let's say, a nuts and bolts for the middle school AD. Um, I, I think to, I, I can't in you know, less than four hours. Cause that's what an LTI course is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't stress how important they are, but, uh, I, I think the, uh, the why is, is something that we've already talked about is middle school is a different experience, uh, than high school. It's not right, wrong, good, or bad. It's just different. It's not more important or less important. In many ways you could say it's more important because it's that foundational experience that is going to, in its best scenario, lead to greater success for for high school students, whether they're still involved with sports or not. And you know the statistics that you know, um, you know, so many kids leave sports during the middle school years because they have a bad experience, and that kind of goes back to the purpose of the course. You know, we're trying to stem that tide and uh, let athletic directors and middle school teachers and middle school coaches, uh, you know, see. Number one, that there is a difference. And then number two, you know, these are some things that would be considered best practices for middle school EDs 
and leaders. And it, it kind of goes back to, you know, your very first question about, you know, the challenges, you know, finding those middle school coaches. Um, I go back to my, you know, career, you know, right out of college, you know, I was a substitute teacher for a couple of years. And then my very first full-time job was teaching and coaching uh, at a middle school. And what did I do? Uh, I, I coached kind of the way that I had been coached most recently in college and even back to high school, some of those great mentors that I had. And it wasn't that it was bad, but um, it, it wasn't, I, I was able to grow over those years, uh, probably longer than it should have been, uh, to understand and see, well, geez, maybe this isn't, you know, um, how you should coach a sixth grader in their first experience. Uh, and, and so finding age appropriate drills and, you know, matching kids, uh, keeping it safe, keeping it fun. Yeah. We want to win. But, uh, as I would tell our middle school coaches years later as an AD, I'm not hanging a banner in our gym for your undefeated season. And you could win every single game and I fire you the next day or, as a middle school coach, you could lose every single game. And at the end of the season, we're celebrating like you just won the Super Bowl because the kids are saying, boy, what a great time. I wish we had five more games. I can't wait till next year. You know, those are the things that we, that I want to hear as a middle school AD from our kids and our parents. And uh, of course we do want to win. And I think if you help coaches grow and give them the tools to, to be successful in all the ways that you want to define success, um, you're going to, you are going to win your share of games, but, uh, again, that, that's not, you know, why we do it. You know, we're, we're doing it to give them a, a great sports experience. And that was our, uh, mission statement at the high school that I just left, which is one of the, if not the most successful private school athletic program in the state uh, of Florida, as far as championships, uh, it just said, our mission is to provide every student with a great athletic experience didn't say anything about championships didn't didn't say anything about scholarships we wanted to have a great athletic experience and and i think our coaches at all the levels middle school and high school did a great job with that yeah and like i said sometimes it may time may take time but you know if they're having a great experience and you build that culture the winning's going to come i mean Mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those is it's because now you're going to get maybe those club and those AAU players that weren't originally going to play in, in middle school because of whatever reason, but they're like, Hey, I want to be part of this team. So mm-hmm. now maybe the, the skill level steps up and things like that. But like you said, it, it's all about the experiences is, you know, why, you know, what makes them keep coming back the next day? Um, Cause like, I mean, like you, you mentioned it, even at the, you know, the most winning schools, whether it be in middle school or high school, some of the the kids, yeah, they're winning, but they're they're miserable. I mean, they they can't wait till the season to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've I've been on both sides. I've I've had an undefeated season, and I've had a defeated season as a coach. Yep. And I will tell you, some some of those defeated seasons or those one or two win seasons were some of the best seasons of of my coaching career. Just because, like I said, those those players kept coming back. And, and and they weren't coming back because we needed to win another game to be region title or, or region champs or to get into the playoffs. We knew we weren't going to get there. We when mm-hmm. we knew, you know, the next game we were probably going to lose ten nothing. You know, but they kept showing up, and it was because of of the experience and 
and you know the the love they had for each other. I don't, you know, I'm not saying it was all everything I did. It was just the love they had for their teammates, and and you know they wanted to be on that field with them and 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 battle with them and 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 work with them. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's huge. Like I said, definitely in the middle school level, but it doesn't matter. It could be high school, college, professionals. I mean, if you're not having a great experience, it's 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 um, not a good time. So, uh, so kind of. Um, over your left shoulder, for those who are looking, uh, watching, um, there's two books uh, called, you know, the Athletic Director's Toolbox, and then you have the second edition. Um, and I know that it's kind of been that the past two years in the works for you with with the podcast and things like that. Um, but for for those ads out there that I, ha- you know, maybe have not heard about them or have heard or maybe have seen them but really haven't bought them and, and kind of do- dove into them, um, can you kind of explain? Uh, what those two books are and why you think it would be very beneficial for uh, a middle school AD to, to read. Well, I appreciate that opportunity. Um, Again, going back, um, you know, to the beginning um, in Florida, um, again, um, my last year as an AD uh, before I retired, uh, I'd been involved with our state association. You know, I'd been on the board had a number of different positions. Um, and, um, my last year, it was my turn, uh, to be president. You know, if you, if you do something long enough, it becomes your turn. So in in Florida, before you become the president, you become the vice president, which basically means, uh, you schedule the hotel rooms for our three board meetings that year. Uh, and then as the president elect, uh, your job is to organize our annual state conference. And in Florida, it's in May. So for me, um, you know, I, I had our workshop set. I had our LTI courses ready to go, you know, working with our association, of course. It wasn't just me. I had our keynote speaker. We were ready to go in October uh, and our conferences in May. Well, this was the year of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so in February of uh, that year, we made the decision, like just about every other state in America, you know, we canceled our state conference. And during that time, um, I think right after that time, the NIAAA um, offered a bunch of free webinars for ADs, kind of trying to fill that gap a little bit. And I think it was March, and I, I was doing a webinar with another AD here in Florida, and I just got the idea, hey, we could do something like this for our state conference. You know, we could offer a bunch of um, Zooms. And this is before anybody knew what Zoom was. Mm-hmm. Uh, So to make a long story short, I contacted um, a bunch of the people who had been scheduled to present at our state conference, along with some others, and said, hey, would you be willing to do your presentation uh, over Zoom? And during April, over a two-week period, we did uh, two a day. So we did uh, a total of 20 Zoom presentations. We had almost a thousand people log in from across the country and uh, actually three different uh, uh, international countries. And it was just a great success. We didn't charge anything for it. Uh, we just, you know, shot out emails and, and posted it wherever we could. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun. And we, we got a lot of, uh, I think, positive notoriety. I think we were maybe the first to do it, maybe only one of three that did a, a virtual state conference, if you will. Well, that was in April. Um, in um, uh, May, I got contacted by Don Baker and Josh Matthews, who host 
the Hanging with the AD podcast, which they had been doing for a while. I, I think again in response to COVID, and they said, "Hey, Jake, we'd like you to come on and and, and talk about you know the the webinars that you did." And so I really wasn't a podcast guy at that point. And so long story short, I know I've said that like three times. Uh, Don and Josh were just so great. It was so much fun to, you know, talk about your school, talk about yourself um, and, um, you know, just share that I got to thinking, you know, hey, I could do this for our Florida athletic directors and do like a FIAAA uh, podcast. And that, that's how it all started. Mm -hmm. So in June, we did our first interview. Um, you know, we, we posted, uh, you know, through uh, our podcast host anchor, uh, and I just started recording, um, uh, interviews with Florida ADs. Uh, I got a call from, uh, Steve Throney, who's a Nebraska AD and a friend from, uh, NIAAA. And he goes, Hey, Jake, I've been listening to the podcast, which just floored me. You know, I, I knew we had people downloading it, but uh, he goes, can I be on the podcast? And so I go, yeah, sure. And so, um, you know, fast forward, um, you know, now we're, I think we're, well, in June, it'll be three years, but uh, um, we average over, um, you know, 8,000 downloads a month. Um, you know, we're heard in all 50 states and 66 different countries. And I had absolutely no idea that it would ever, you know, grow the way it has grown. Um, and then, you know, you asked about the, um, you know, the books, you know, as you know, cause you've been on our podcast. Uh, one of the questions we ask is, you know, what three tools would you put into a brand new athletic director's toolbox? Well, I'd been collecting those tools for several episodes during that first season. And, um, uh, for one of the episodes, I decided to, you know, share the the top 20 uh, tools based on popularity. And I had Mike Elson from uh, Tennessee and uh, Dr. Lisa Langston, um, who she and I had served on certification a long time ago before she became an NIAAA president. I had them help me present them during one of our podcast episodes. And Mike said, you know, Jake, this would be a great book. And I go, you think so? And so that led to the first athletic director's toolbox book, which contained the results of our first 150 interviews. Uh, we kept doing the interviews and our next 150 interviews uh, went into the second edition. Um, right now, we are, as of this date, uh, we're closing in on our 400th interview. And what my plan is, we're going to continue doing interviews. We're going to continue collecting tools. And I think the third and probably the final edition of the AD Toolbox, we're going to take it all the way up to 500. So uh, the first two books had 150 tools. Uh, the third book will have 200 tools. Uh, and that should be coming out um, maybe right around uh, uh, NIAAA uh, National Conference, which, as you know, this coming December is going to be in Florida. So that's the story behind the books. Uh, it's certainly not me. I'm just the guy asking the questions. It's all of our great guests that are sharing their heart and their knowledge um, with our listeners. And, and one more thing about the book, you know, we charge $9.99 for the book, which I, I think is a reasonable price. And um, what I try to do is if uh, an association calls me uh, um, uh, and, and asks, hey, can we get a 
uh, a discount on the books. I'll say, how many new ADs do you have? And it might be 10, it might be 60. And uh, I will give associations um, whatever they want for new athletic directors. And so when people buy a book at $9.99, that helps me continue to give away uh books you know i'm not making that big million dollar salary anymore since i retired like you freddie uh so uh you know uh, every time i sell a book um i think the 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 royalty i get is three dollars and seventy cents so uh i i I say i sold two books yesterday i I made enough to buy a couple of beers and a sandwich so uh you know nobody's getting rich off these books money-wise but uh, i think the information in them is just fantastic uh and uh appreciate everybody that's supported the podcast and the books yeah they're great um i think i was kind of one of the first ones to to jump in line whenever they were released um both times and you know i'll definitely be being you know the first one of the first ones to grab the the third one as well so um again for those listening um this will actually kind of um go on air uh, the middle of May. So we're, we're, we're really ahead of schedule because we're recording this in the middle of February. Um, but th- this will episode will go out in the middle of May. So um, about two months or so before the NIAAA uh, registration for the NADC uh, opens up um, in, you know, July, late, late July. So make sure um, you, you know, we've talked about a bunch of stuff and if it really, you know, uh, Jake will be there with the middle school courses. So uh, if you, you know, want to pick your pick his brain, you know, make sure you sign up for 700, 701 um, down in Orlando. Um, and it, it's a great, great conference. It's, it was my first one eight years ago. Um, so it's if, if this is your first uh, opportunity to go, um, Orlando will definitely hook you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see Mickey again like we did last time we were there. Uh, so, you know, they got, they, they brought in Mickey and, and friends and it was, it was a good time. So, um, bring the families, bring the kids, let, let them go play, um, you know, and, and, you know, come get some good professional development. Um, so uh, when you were an, an, an athletic director and it, you know, it could have been, you know, you can talk about it at the high school, it, it doesn't matter, but, um, what are something that you did as an AD that you think, um, some of our listeners maybe could take back uh, to their uh, programs and and try to implement. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I, I guess for me, uh, I I got involved with the the FIAAA and the NIAAA much later in my career than I should have. Uh, when I first moved to Florida in two thousand, uh, I was the athletic director and the head football coach. Uh, at our school and it was a combined school K through 12. So we did have middle school and I think I did a pretty good job as an AD, but uh, um, I didn't know about FIAAA or if I did ignored it, certainly didn't know about NIAAA. Uh, And then uh, I was at that school for eight years and then was uh, approached by another school that was just looking for an athletic director, not a head football coach. And uh, I accepted that position. It was down in Miami. And that year, uh, that particular school was up for what's called the compliance seminar. Every three years, uh, you go through a a compliance seminar put on by our state association. And that year, 
the um, not the AD Association, the State Activity Association. And that particular year, the FIAAA uh, was offering 501 as part of the compliance. And uh, I said, well, I'll take this. And uh, the the president that year, Dan Como, who has since retired, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, was one of the teachers of that course. And, and Dan, again, did such a great job of you know presenting what FIAAA and NIAAA was that I was hooked. So that was in like July. So uh, between August, September, October, uh, I signed up online for all the other required CAA courses, you know, took them online, completed my coursework. Uh, and then that year, I flew to uh, Dallas for my first NIAAA conference and took the CAA exam um, and, uh, you know, I passed and, and that spring went to my first FIAAA conference and met more people. And again, the people in the FIAAA were, they were always there. I just didn't, I didn't know it. It wasn't their fault. I just didn't know to reach out to them. But once I got connected, um, uh, feeling comfortable calling up someone who's in another part of the state or even in the same city and just saying, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I'm dealing with this, you know, uh, what's your take on it? Or have you ever had this sort of situation and just beginning to build even at a late age, later stage in my career, beginning to build that professional network of athletic administrators, um, was just so invaluable. And I wish I would have been involved those previous eight years that I was in Florida and even before that you came to Florida, because, you know, the, you ask what can athletic directors do is just build that network and don't be afraid. Don't be shy about reaching out, you know, call up your rival AD. If you don't know him, you know, introduce yourself, uh, you know, have coffee, have lunch, start building those connections. Because, um, if, uh, if you ever call up an athletic director and you say, Hey, how's it going? And they say, Oh, it's going great. They're lying. Uh, because they're going through exactly what you're going through, you know, budget and kids and parents and teachers and facilities and everything else. So you have an ally out there. And unlike coaches who don't want to share anything, athletic directors can't wait to share and, and give free advice. That's what I'm doing right now. So uh, I, I guess that would be my number one thing is get involved. If you're not already involved, get involved with your state association, get involved with the NIAAA and the uh, leadership training program uh, and network, network, network. Um, get out there and, and meet your fellow professionals in educational athletics. Yeah, the, the listeners have, have heard me say, you know, I've and I think I even said on your on your podcast that, you know, I took the the reverse approach, as you say. I, I knew about the NIAAA before I knew about the, the SCAAA. <laughs> Um, mainly because I was sitting in a, a district meeting and, and Daryl said, it's in Orlando, see if y'all can go. Um, and so then I started doing the research and, and again, I, I didn't know what I was getting into when I went to Orlando. I just knew it was a, a, an AD conference. You know, I was before I would go to soccer conferences as a soccer coach to get better. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this AD thing, I guess I need to go to this one. Um, but like you said, once you get there, you're hooked. Um, because I mean, e even my first year there, and like I said, we, we've had Phil on, on, on here as well. And even my first year there, I told Daryl, I said, um, how do I get a Navy jacket? I, I was like, you know, cause you see all these guys and, 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 and ladies walking around with the Navy jackets and, 
you know, you know, for those who don't know, that's pretty much the board members and the chairs and th- things like that. And, um, and so, but it was, you know, that was a, a goal of mine. It's like, all right, I got to get a Navy jacket. But the, with all that being said is those people walking around with those, you know, quote unquote jackets would approach anybody and like they, like they knew you, you know, 10 years. Um, you know, I, you know, I didn't, at one point I didn't realize I was talking to, uh, Phil Risen or I didn't realize I was talking to uh, a Mike Blackburn or a, a, a Rich Barton. I didn't know who these people, they just, I just struck a conversation with them. And, um, and you know, they, it's very, very, um, professional organization, very, uh, well run. Um, and like I said, all they're there is to, to, to help you get better and to, to help mentor you, um, especially like you said as as a first year ad and try to point you in the right direction um and then then that's when i was like okay i gotta figure out what this the, the state association thing is and so then that's when i, I started doing a little research there and, and got involved there so yes that's um that's very good stuff that's one of the big passions of mine it's just you know the professional development and the networking part of it so um i really really love that answer um so Kind of in closing, and on your your podcast, you have the the tools. Um, kind of what I've been asking everybody is is personality traits and strengths. So making a deep, you know, dip, maybe dig a little deeper in the emotional side of, of an AD. Um, but you know, what do you think the most important personality trait or strength that a middle school AD needs to be successful? Well, um, I. I, I've shared this before, and it, it's still very true. Um, I don't know if it's a trait. Uh, I, maybe it's a, a tool, but it's something that I learned way too late in my career, and, and that's the value of listening. You know, uh, listening to your coaches, listening to your parents, listening to your student athletes. Um, you know, I, I give the example. So many times, you know, a parent would come to my office. And, you know, they, they just want to share, they're just trying to vent. Uh, and they may have been 25 seconds into their vent and I've already formulated 16 different solutions to problems that don't even exist. You know, they're, they're just trying to get something off their chest. So, um, I don't know if there was a, a, a moment an epiphany where it finally kicked in, um, you know, the, it should have so many years before, but I, I know later in my career, uh, I, I did learn, learn to listen. And along with that, I kind of talked about it earlier is, is delegating. Um, you know, I was always very confident, you know, maybe some people would say cocky, uh, but because of my confidence in my own abilities, it prevented me from seeing the abilities of others and being confident enough in them to, to delegate and let them grow. So again, once I I was able to figure that one out uh, and maybe, you know, you let them try and, and fail a little bit and you're there to pick them up uh, and, and help them succeed down the road. Um, it's, it's just so liberating, uh, you know, because you know that that aspect, whatever it was, uh, is going to get taken care of and it's going to get taken care of well. And now all of a sudden, you know, you don't have to do it. Okay. Somebody else is doing it. And again, it, it doesn't happen without having that trust in that individual or the willingness to trust them uh, to go out and do it. 
And then um, uh, I, I guess the last one is just, you know, a, you know, you talk about a character trait um, and that's just, um, you know, loyal, uh, you know, being loyal to your school, your team, an individual, um, you know, just, I don't think you see it enough uh, and not blind loyalty, but, you know, you know, loyalty to support and help that person, um, you know, as they need it. So, uh, I, I guess that would be a, a big three for me. Well, good deal. Yeah, all, all of that is is very good. Like I say, it goes back to those relationships we talked about at the beginning of the at the podcast. So I, I love a full circle, you know, all the way back to to what we started with. So, um, so Jake, if if people want to get in contact with you, um, we'll kind of let you throw out your contact information. Um, I'll also tag you on all the the social media accounts so they can they can you know click on you from there. Um, but you know, just maybe throw out your contact information here as we close. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, as you've heard, I'm, I'm full of free advice. Uh, so, you know, questions, uh, I love to talk shop. Um, also do professional development for coaches. I do parent programs, but my email is Jake's touchdown. That's all one word. Jake's touchdown at gmail.com. Um, my cell phone. I don't mind if you give me a call. Uh, it's 305-218-1325. Uh, again, the Athletic Director Toolbox are um, available on Amazon. If you're listening and you're from a state association, you'd like some free books for your new ADs, let me know. Uh, we'll get those out to you right away. And uh, as long as I'm talking, uh, my website, it's called Victory Educational Athletics. Just victoryeducationalathletics.com. Uh, let me know if there's any way I can help. And Freddie, I, again, thanks to you for, for doing this. Um, you know, I, I think the middle school focus, as you've heard, very near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, we need people like you to, um, you know, help, um, you know, put a spotlight on all the great things that our middle school coaches and ADs do and uh, give you a shout out for you and Scott uh, on your new podcast, you know, the AD podcast. I think it's uh another great niche in the podcast world. And uh, I listened to your first episode, uh, thought it was outstanding. Looking forward to the next one. Oh yeah. Thank you. That, yeah, that, that's another one. It's a, you know, great, great friend of mine. I know he's on your uh, podcast a lot with the, the tech Tuesday. So, you know, when you put two tech guys together, okay, we're not speaking tech, we're, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, anything and everything ADs, but um, yeah. So, you know, that one's just more of a talk show style, uh podcast so um by the time when when this when this episode comes out there will be a couple of episodes uh for the ad podcast so yeah go yeah, go check that out as well and i appreciate you bringing that up um again it's just just another 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 revenue to try to help with professional development you know basically you know the whole conversation today is how can we help um other ad's and 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 get other ad's voices heard and and what they're doing and um I mean, that, that, that's the whole purpose of these things. You know, your podcast, these two podcasts, all the other podcasts that are out there, um, we're, we're just here to, to help you get better and in any way we can. So, um, Jake, we, we appreciate it. And you know, we look forward to seeing you down in Orlando, down in your home state right now. And, um, and it, it'll be a fun time. But, you know, make sure you definitely, if you haven't taken 700, take 700 and 700 or 701 with, with Jake and Holly and, uh, you won't be disappointed. You'll have you'll have a good time. So, um, but we'll end that for today. And uh, until next time, uh, 
We'll see you next time. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. This episode was sponsored by Gipper. Use the code MSAD10 for 10% off any Gipper plan at Gipper.com.